From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Yes, Mr. Robert, thank you very much. Me, Mike, you, the listener, this is Mike Davidson Lives. Thank you for hanging out with me here for the next half hour or so. Appreciate it as always. Uh, been kind of a rough weekend, well, more or less a rough Sunday for me. Uh, late last night, late Saturday night, I wrenched my back, lower left side. Everybody was in bed. I was in the kitchen getting something caffeinated to drink because I just wasn't feeling the urge to go to bed yet and making a cup of coffee I wrenched my back it hurt like hell I couldn't sleep uh very well and that wasn't because of the caffeine I can drop now I developed kind of a pseudo or partial I that's the word partial immunity to caffeine it works when I want it to work <laughs> Uh, but all most of the morning Sunday, I was just like, and I was all by myself with the kids. But uh, my oldest, Lana, Dr. Lana, she helped me through it. She got me an ice pack, made me feel a little better. I was able to uh, wince a bit as I was mowing the yard, getting other chores done around the house. So I appreciate all she did. And of course, I want to give a shout out to ibuprofen. Uh, that stuff will work wonders. Thank you. Thank you, drugs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we had a decentish day yesterday. It was a little hectic. We went to the zoo and it was hot and humid, the Fort Wayne Children's Zoo here in Northeast Indiana and, uh, pre- pretty underrated zoo, I would say. It's, it's not a large zoo because, I mean, Fort Wayne's not a large town, but very, very nice zoo. Kids didn't, kids enjoyed it. I think this was Logan's first visit to the zoo and he liked seeing the animals the girls like seeing the animals uh we had an incident that was pretty funny uh when we were in the asian port part of the uh zoo because they, they got everything divided up by continent you know you have your africa safari you got uh, your asian jungle you got uh, australia and then you got you know the barnyard critters of north america or something i don't know but uh <laughs> Uh, the Asian exhibit has like this huge ass python in there. It's got to be at least 15 feet long. And thank God there's a glass partition there. But everybody's crowded around this thing because it looks cool. I know better and I hope to God no one in my neighborhood has anything like this as a pet. Because I would hate to think of this thing getting loose. But it's 15 feet long at least. Uh, chilling on a branch. Curling up the branch, stretching away from the branch, and just kind of standing at attention, uh, if that was possible for a snake. And then it kind of goes limp. Feels like I'm describing something else. And it hits its head against the glass, and the family in front of us just shrieks in terror. And of course, I'm taking it back. I kind of jump a little bit. It was pretty damn funny. Uh, the girls did like uh, seeing the snake, and uh, the boy, of course. He was fascinated by it, but uh, fun day at the zoo. Uh, Lana started school last week. Hazel starts this week. She's excited. Um, can't wait to get started with pre-K and kindergarten. Of course, Logan gets to be a bum for another couple of years. Um, what was I going to say here? Oh, uh, when I was at the zoo yesterday uh, or Saturday, uh, I had a, uh, I thought I was taping the Colts preseason game against the Bills, kind of getting a first look at Anthony Richardson. Somehow, my recording mechanism did not record the freaking game. A little pissed about that. Uh, so, I didn't, didn't get a chance to see him perform. It's kind of hard to say because uh, preseason games, I know they, they advertise it. They put it on TV. 
you know, for you to watch. But preseason games are not not for the fans. It's for the coaches. It's for the players. It's for the people that want to make the squad. It's really going to be hard to tell what Anthony Richardson is capable of with this team. My prediction as a Colts fan is it's going to be a long season and uh, playoff drought will continue. So just don't get your hopes up too much if you're a fellow Horseshoe fan. Um, I know I'm kind of keeping everything in check. All right. uh, Sad news this week. RIP to the late, great Johnny Hardwick, Texas comedian, dead at the age of 59. Not a name that you would instantly recognize, but but for all but for one episode, because this character didn't appear on that episode apparently, he was the voice of Dale Gribble on King of the Hill, the resident conspiracy theorist that lived right next door to Hank. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, dead at the age of 59, I guess somebody went and did a welfare check because they hadn't heard from him for a while. Uh, no official cause of death, uh, as far as I know. Uh, probably be revealed here in the coming weeks, but uh, just what a great character. Funny character. Uh, brought to you the only way Mike Judge could do it. Because this... You know, the King of the Hill uh, comes from a bygone era where you could make fun out of shit and not take things seriously. And the fact that Dale Gribble was a conspiracy theorist that th- believed in every single conspiracy out there, and the way the show took subtle jabs at that type of thinking was funny. It wasn't, uh, th- there was no call to arms to uh, have this man arrested or. Uh, taken to jail or uh, whatever. Uh, and I'm bringing this up because I uh, to kind of coincide with this, uh, Corey Taylor, Slipknot, Stone Sour fame, he's got a new album, new solo album coming out later on this year. And he's kind of a free-thinking kind of guy. Uh, some things he says I respect, others I don't. And I don't respect what he said here because it's kind of dangerous because he just says now all we have is we don't have fact, facts anymore. I miss facts. We're surrounded by conspiracy theorists. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we've always had conspiracy theories uh, from the left and the right. But his thing was, was like, we got to find a way to nip it in the bud now, which sounds a bit extreme. Now, what would you rather do when it comes to somebody that says something nutty? Would you rather uh, take the Mike Judge approach and poke fun out of this damn stuff and have somebody like Johnny Hardwick uh, make it? palatable make it enjoyable and funny or would you like to nip it in the bud like Corey taylor suggested it's kind of, it's kind of uh vague and it kind of hints at uh using methods that would prove other conspiracy theories true because yeah somebody might say something crackpot uh, but uh, what are you going to do about it what methods are you going to take to control that So, it's just uh, kind of a rant that I have on the subject matter. And RIP to Johnny Hardwick and uh, condolences to his family. Pretty bad stuff. Um, All right, box office. Barbenheimer, back in effect. Uh, Barbie, which has been number one, I think, since the end of June. Still number one, still dominating. Nobody can uh, dethrone her. So, she's she's the queen of this year's box office. Uh, Oppenheimer, back at number two. Beating out Ninja Turtles, beating out the Meg too. It was funny um, watching, uh, you know, the Hollywood media. Go, oh, look, Meg too. Took a bite out of Oppenheimer, and then you know, second weekend, 
Meg 2 drops in box office receipts by like 60%. And that's what, and I've said this in past podcasts. Yeah, it's easy for a big movie to to make a splash, so to speak, uh, that first weekend. But you guys see the drop-off second weekend. Uh, what's the, Basically, it's the half-life of the box office run. Barbie's done well. Oppenheimer's done well. Meg 2 is, is probably going to be streaming on Peacock or some shit here in the uh, coming month. Uh, but interesting uh, interesting here, the last voyage of the Demeter uh, bombed. $6.5 million. Uh, basically, it's kind of a spinoff tale of uh, a portion of what happened in the book Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, about how Dracula ended up from Transylvania to England. And so they decided to make a big move, uh, movie about uh, the boat voyage. It bombed. Uh, amongst critics, only 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audiences, is 71%. But uh, I, I not looking too good because, again, you're taking kind of an obscure reference from a book, an obscure chapter, and trying to make a whole movie out of it. Plus, you know, you're releasing a horror movie in the middle of freaking August. Uh, people just aren't in that type of mood yet for that sort of thing. I made the comment that... Uh, uh, they, they made Dracula look like Batman. They're like, well, duh, Batman was influenced by Dracula. No, you don't understand. Like, the monster in this thing it looks craptacular. <laughs> like, it looks like the offspring of Batman and a gremlin. And uh, don't say that's not uh, possible because Batman, Batman can't say no to sexy ladies. And if there's a sexy lady gremlin, chances are he would have made this version of Dracula. It just looks... Bleh. Looks horrendous. <laughs> this is going to be another one of those uh, long-forgotten horror films. Okay, speaking of horror and Barbie, um, no, I've not watched Barbie yet. I uh, probably won't. I'm probably going to take the Titanic um, uh, method here where I avoid the movie like the plague for about 20-odd years and then eventually see it and go, eh, okay, whatever, it was fine. It wasn't fine. Yeah, okay, whatever. It and I, I remember watching Titanic for the first time, I think, back in 2017, just a week, just days before Lana was born. That was the first time I watched it, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. But I don't get why 14-year-old girls were just, you know, going there five or six times to watch it. Anyway, getting sidetracked. Uh, this woman in Portland, Oregon, she's a trooper. She is the real hero among us here. Uh, because she realizes there are germs out there. She's been living with that knowledge for the past three years. You might have heard about this um, outbreak back in 2020. It, it was in the news a couple times. Um, and she wants to see Barbie. But the thing is, is she knows it's so dangerous out there. Because uh, she hasn't seen a movie. She hasn't been to the movie theaters in three years. That's how bad it is out there. The germs are going to get you. Um, so she posted a TikTok video about how she was going to make this event happen for her and anybody else who felt like her. And again, this is in Portland, Oregon. Who would have thought that they'd be contending with things like this in Portland, Oregon? But the video, um, and I'm going to try to link this up if I can find it on uh, the Mike Davidson podcast page. The, the video this woman describes, uh, she is going to rent out a theater of about 40 odd seats. I think like 45 seats are in this theater. So it's a small theater. Thing is, for this showing, this special showing, only 20 people are going to be allowed to see it. Okay. 
And for the duration of the movie, there's only going to be one employee in this building um, during the screening. And I'm not sure if it's going to be... I don't know if this includes or excludes the projectionist. Because you have to figure somebody's got to turn the damn movie on. But if the usher needs to help somebody, I mean, is this projectionist going to play usher? Or is this going to be the ushers in the theater, projectionist in the booth? I, I don't know. Um, she didn't describe that. But in detail, everything else, uh, everybody's going to have an N95 mask on to watch this movie. There will be no concessions sold. And this will be the first screening of the day in the building. And it will be cleaned out and everything. So you can sit back, enjoy a movie with people spaced out away from you so you won't die, uh, not eating, not drinking soda, wearing a mask at all times, finally getting to see a movie that somehow, during this deadly pandemic, has grossed about $1.2 billion worldwide, and I think a little north of 625 mil here stateside. You can finally, finally give this movie a chance and help it, help it become successful financially. Seems like a lot of work, doesn't it? I mean, God, I, at this point, if, if you're going through all of this shit to see a movie, why not just wait until it streams? If you're that deathly afraid, it doesn't sound enjoyable. It doesn't sound enjoyable at all. Um, you know, I, yeah, I used to go to movies, movies by myself when I was single. I, not a big deal, but I, I now you know, you're married, I mean... Like, I went with Oppenheimer, uh, with my wife. I didn't go to Oppenheimer with Oppenheimer. He's dead. I went to go see Oppenheimer with my wife, and uh, I kind of enjoyed, you know, leaning in, talking to her a little bit. Not obnoxiously, mind you. Um, but that's a shared social experience, and this does not sound like a fun experience at all. Uh, if you're going to go see Barbie, go and do it, um, but don't do this because it's... It's just sad. I mean, I can't, I can't make fun out of her because it's just she. This is so much of a caricature. Like she doesn't realize that there's so much going on in the world out there. She's missing out on what makes going to movies great. It's it's watching other people around you react to the movie. Uh, again, I'll try to get that video linked up on the podcast page if I haven't already. Um, oh. Uh, breaking news in the world of Lizzo. Um, I guess rumor around the campfire was before all this banana stuff happened. Uh, she was being heavily considered for the halftime show for this year's Super Bowl. That has been since withdrawn. Um, I can't believe that they were even considering this to begin with because, you know, as you know, with all previous Super Bowls, stadiums are filled to capacity. It would have been dangerous. Um, and, and by the way, don't take this as like, oh, well, maybe they'll get a rock band in this year. I, no, there's not going to be a rock band for the halftime show because rock as a genre is dead. It really is. Unless it's like Foo Fighters or Nickelback or something. Somebody that can actually put butts in the seats. It's not going to be a rock band. It's not going to be a band that drinks goat's blood and you know farts fire. Okay, sorry. I don't mean to disappoint you, but... Them's the realities of uh, of the genre right now. But yeah, Lizzo's not doing the halftime show, so that's partial victory. Going back to the world of movies, uh, real quick, uh, just to kind of show you where Disney's at right now, what they're thinking. 
uh, Rachel Ziegler, Ziegler, uh, Rachel Z, we'll call her Rachel Z, uh, Latina. She's an actress. I'm not going to call her Latinx. She is Latina. There's Latino and Latina, okay? Latinx is just something that award show crowds and white newsrooms say, okay? She's Latina. She's an actress. Uh, she's, I guess, still talking about the upcoming Snow White movie. Um, and this quote's making the rounds because, of course, it's going to be an update from the uh, dreaded 80-year-old movie of which they're still using the name of to promote this movie. It's, it's basically, practically the same branding as the animated movie that came out years ago. Years ago. I think 1937 was when uh, Snow White hit the silver screen and that was like the first full-length animated movie Walt and his crew did and it blew people's minds this will be a fart in the wind and you'll forget it uh but she's talking about how like they're updating the story and it's not about love because why would why would a you know female want to fall in love with anybody right um and she described that the prince as a creeper a creepy stalker dude in the original movie and I, I kind of had to pause there for a minute because the whole point of the end was Prince Charming sees a woman in distress, gives her a kiss. She's thankful for that kiss and she chooses to live happily ever after with this guy. It wasn't like, oh, she's sleeping. I'll take her back to my place. Okay. It wasn't like that at all. And, and for the record, the the problem with the original Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, as compared to Snow White and the Seven Berkeley Professors, that's coming out here in about a year or two. If the strike, you know, doesn't you know kill everything, um, it wasn't toxic. It wasn't toxic masculinity that was the problem. It was toxic feminism, uh, because uh, the 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 villain was the witch, the wicked queen. It uh, was so upset that this woman was so pretty and youthful she set out to kill her because of that <laughs> that was that was the problem with the original snow white was it was it was the other woman she's like oh i can't be stood or i can't maybe be made to look bad because of her well it's not snow white that makes you look bad it's the you know the, the attempted murder but uh, rachel ziegler doing her best to uh, to train wreck this thing oh oh uh still staying in the realm of pop culture, acting, and politics. Uh, Woody Harrelson has pissed off the left on Twitter X, uh, or is it uh, Twitter or Twitter uh, X? It's Twitter. It's X. It's something. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's kind of a left to center libertarian dude. He's he's not going to vote for Trump, but I don't think he's on Team Biden either here, um, because I. Uh, was it Rachel Hines, or not Rachel Hines, uh, Cheryl Hines. She used to be on Curb Your Enthusiasm. She's the wife of RFK Jr., who was challenging Biden, apparently, for uh, the Dem nod in 2024, or at least trying to. Well, uh, she shared a photo of uh, them, along with Woody Harrelson. I guess Woody was wearing a, a hat, or a, I think it was a hat, a hat that said um, uh, Kennedy 24, and all these people were upset. They said they're they're done with Woody Harrelson. They're done with Woody Harrelson because he's not in line with Joe Biden. Um, I don't know how to tell all these fans. Uh, there's a lot of performers 
that I enjoy. A lot of actors, a lot of writers, a lot of singers uh, that don't share my worldview on a whole hell of a lot. And uh, for them to have this knee-jerk reaction because Woody Harrelson is uh, for a guy that's anti-vax is breathtaking. It is it, 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 it's funny as hell uh, because I mean he they're, they're going back to the old SNL monologue uh, of him hosting the show a few months back and uh, how he dragged Fauci and all these corporations for making it all about the vaccine and they're just saying we're done with Woody he's a nut he's you know he's an actor of course he's a nut but he's a good nut I mean he was in Cheers he was in White Men Can't Jump he was in uh, True Detective he was great in True Detective him and uh, Matthew McConaughey both and uh, he's a guy that, uh, you know, pretends for a living. That's what actors and actresses do. Um, you're done with him because uh, he's not voting the way you're voting? Well, <laughs> almost sounds like you guys are Republicans, except you'll probably, you know, threaten to move to Canada or something. But, yeah, Woody's on uh, Team Kennedy or something. And I don't think... I, he doesn't strike me as a dude that, oh, well, if my dude doesn't win, I'm moving to Canada. He strikes me uh, as a dude that's like, oh, yeah, my dude didn't win. I'm just going to drink beer and smoke pot, which is less obnoxious. So thank you, Woody, for just being you. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, uh, and apparently the uh, Women's World Cup is still going on. I only care about it because uh, Megan Rapinoe is no longer in it. Uh, but uh, the, the women's team from Australia is doing well, and of course it's being hosted in Australia and New Zealand, and this is where I hate groupthink. Um, I'm just, I'm not a big groupthink kind of guy, uh, but this video, it, or it, it's going viral, because uh, this person's on a plane, and everybody on the plane is watching the Australian women's team dominate in games, and how it's just, you know, swelling up with pride, and they chime in on the back of one person who is not watching it, but instead is watching Lord of the Rings. You can see uh, Sir Ian McKellen's face as Gandalf. And uh, the internet's having a bit of fun with that. And I'm just thinking, well, you know, be ungovernable. If you're on a plane, if you're on a plane, you're not bothering anybody. You're minding your P's and Q's. You got your headphones on. You're looking straight ahead at your screen. You can watch whatever the hell it is you want as long as it's not porn, in my opinion. Lord of the Rings is a classic. Um, I'm not sure which Lord of the Rings he was watching. Um, but, yeah, not everybody has to watch soccer. And I say this as an American, and rarely do we watch soccer. Because we got football, and football's great. We got baseball. Some people still watch baseball. Uh, Kevin Brown, the Bre uh, the Baltimore Orioles uh, announcer, he got suspended or fired or something. Uh, he was he was taken off a of broadcast because, uh, as you well know, uh, the Baltimore Orioles are like many sports teams in America. They have a shitty owner who's uh, got papers for skin, and he brought up a stat that uh, it, it involved the Tampa Ray. Tampa Bay Rays or something. He was he was talking about how like they've had more wins against Tampa Bay this year on the road than they have had in previous seasons, and the season's almost over. And for some odd reason, the owner took it wrong, and they suspended him. And of course, the the groundswell for Kevin Brown was tremendous, and he got his job back because the owner looked like a dick. Al Michaels uh, said, "Yeah, they shouldn't have suspended him. They should have suspended the guy that suspended him." And Al Michaels. A legend, uh, of course, 
he's kind of in exile now because he took on the uh, the Amazon Thursday night gig. Um, but anyway, he's toward retirement. But uh, just, there is nobody like Al Michaels. Dude speaks his mind. Love it. And I'm glad that uh, Kevin Brown got his gig back from um, uh, crappy ownership. All right, uh, a couple things in the news here for uh, wrap up. Uh, oh God, Sam Bankman-Fried. Remember this guy, uh, the uh, the crypto guy that uh, basically screwed everybody because he was spending money he didn't have. He's back in jail again because I uh, he violated he violated his bail. And what was going on, I think, was like he was showing writings, letters from uh, from his ex-girlfriend, ex-CEO of his company. He was showing them to writers of the New York Times. The judge got wind of that, and they, they considered that uh, intimidating a witness because she's going to testify against him. So he's back in jail. And it's like, you know, this guy didn't listen to a whole hell of a lot of people to begin with, hence why uh, his company failed. I don't even think he's listening to his lawyer. I don't even think he talks to his lawyer. Um, and <laughs> he he got thrown back in jail for being stupid. If if your client, if you're if you're a lawyer and you got a client that's looking at some serious charges, why in the blue hell would you have him talking to anybody outside of you? I mean. Could you imagine what would have happened if uh, O.J. Simpson uh, was talking to somebody? Do you think Johnny Cochran or F. Lee Bailey would let that fly? They'd probably leave the case. All right, so that's going on. AI is taking over the world, and that's terrible. Uh, and scientists keep playing with it, which is even worse. Do you know that uh, hackers can now use artificial intelligence to figure out what you're typing just by the sound of your keyboard? British uh, researchers have uh, discovered this and they've been playing around with that concept so like like when people tell me that with, with this hollywood writer strike and this hollywood actor strike like i get you know they're overpaid dumbasses but uh, you know ai would do a lot better don't don't be so sure don't be so sure uh you you could generate stuff for sure but like it could be mishandled because it'll be in the hands of hollywood executives and producers and those people are great and you got hackers that can now use this stuff to figure out what the hell you're doing in the privacy of your own home they can figure out what you're doing perhaps even on your cell phone you know scanning the thumb patterns as you're uh, texting so that's going on people can rob you there they can rob you in the stores california is looking great as always nordstrom in la last week uh, robbed of over a hundred, up to a hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise by a flash mob, and there was like fifty or so thieves, about well over four dozen thieves that stormed this place, took off with merchandise, smashed glass cases, and left in BMWs and uh, Rolls Royces, like they had nice fancy cars, and they drove off. Like these thieves, uh, doing okay for themselves. They must be smashing and grabbing at dealerships too. But uh, just to give you an idea of how dangerous this is, uh, one of the security guards that tried to stop this uh, was sprayed in the face with bear mace. And of course, doctors had to check him out and make sure he wasn't going to like swell up and die because of some weird allergy. But bear, like basically stuff that you would use out in the woods to fend off a bear attack, was used on a security guard just to go smash and grab some shit. And this has become more commonplace in bigger cities and more commonplace in California. You have flash mobs robbing people. You have 
uh, tons of homeless in the streets. Uh, you have all sorts of fun things going on. Uh, be weary, because it could come to a town near you. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it could even happen here in Fort Wayne. I'm not saying it will, but it could. It could happen anywhere, uh, the more that this is tolerated. Uh, speaking of big cities, just outside of Chicago, South Holland, uh, last dry town in Illinois, is now selling liquor licenses. They did this to a, a restaurant that uh, serves breakfasts, uh, mimosas now, and uh, you can only order a mimosa with the meal. Uh, so there's still some restrictions here, but I'm just thinking last right town in Illinois is just outside of Chicago. I'm, I'm surprised they lasted that long. I figured it'd be somewhere out in the middle of BFE, like Amish country or something. No, no, it's just outside of Chicago there. And a uh, quick update, uh, Subway restaurants, uh, you know, they, they, they're going to give away free Subway for life to anybody that changes their name to Subway, and so far nearly 10,000 people are interested in this, I guess because they're measuring social media and everything. Not that this is the fall of the Roman Empire, mind you, because Rome did not last long enough to have Subway. Yeah, so uh, civilization looking great, people wanting to uh, have crappy sandwiches for the rest of their lives. You just go to the kitchen and make your own sandwich, you know. Uh, if you can figure that out and not sue the person that made the bread for your sandwich. Alright, that's all on, uh, That's all for me, really. Um, I'm famished, I'm tired, I'm bushed. Until next time, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.